Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to episode 37 of Too Busy to Podcast. I hope you're doing well. Today, I want to talk to you about podcast workflows. More specifically, I'll be sharing with you the five steps I take to get these episodes out and into your ears every single week. I see so many new podcasts stop producing episodes within the first 10 episodes, and it absolutely breaks my heart because they're great shows. But it's clear, it's obvious that the host, for the majority, probably not all of them, but for the majority of them, they probably launched their show, didn't have a solid plan. And then once the show was live, I would imagine that things just became a little difficult to handle. This is something that we call pod fade, aka podcast burnout. In fact, there's a stat, I think it's around 75% of new podcasts pod fade within their first seven episodes. Yep, seven episodes. I talked about this in last week's episode. So if you haven't tuned in yet, make sure you head back and listen. After listening to this one, of course, I'll be sure to pop the link in the show notes. But for me, I truly believe that the key to avoiding pod fade and podcasting for years and years to come is having a solid structure and being organized. Now, the longer you're in my world, the more you're going to learn that I am a little bit of a obsession geek. I was an executive assistant for over 15 years, supporting C-suite members, board members. And so it just kind of comes with the territory. It's kind of ingrained in me. I'm used to planning ahead. I'm used to everything having its place, dot that I, cross that T. Um, But it's a strength that serves me well in my podcast production company now, working with my clients and managing this podcast. I honestly believe that I would lose my mind if I had nothing in place. If I had no processes in place, we probably would not be having this conversation. I probably would have pod faded by episode seven. So let's dig into podcast workflows. Now, what do I mean by a podcast workflow? I mean, it might sound really fancy, but simply put, it's just a process that I follow for each and every episode. I apply my workflow to every episode I produce, which allows me to not only stay consistent, but it also means that my episodes are produced of the same quality. It means that I don't miss a step in the process. And you might find it helpful to have like a checklist. So in my um, Trello board, you're able to create checklists. And for each episode, you can create a checklist of all the different steps. 
and you can tick things off as you go. Totally up to you how you want to create your podcast workflow. You can use a simple checklist and a Google Doc that you print and you tick things off. But the more you use this workflow, the more like part of your everyday routine it's going to become, and you're just going to do it like you like you brush your teeth every morning and every evening. It's just going to become standard. You're just going to do it without having to think about it. But we have to start doing it in order to get to that point. And I think a lot of people are just winging their podcasts. Um, And when you do that, you end up rushed, you end up stressed, you end up not releasing an episode, or maybe you do release an episode, but it's not at the standard that you like or the quality that you like. And then you start to have self-doubt. It's just, no, it's just too much negativity. Let's start on a positive footing by having the right processes in place. So step one of my podcast workflow is deciding what my episode is going to be about and creating an outline. Now, when I was preparing for my launch, not so long ago, (laughs) I spent some time mapping out my episode titles. So by the time I'd launched, I'd had 56, yes, 56 episode titles mapped out on my Trello board I was very concerned that I wouldn't be able to juggle, you know, my client work along with the podcast. And so for me, I wanted to try and do as much as I could before launch. And so I mapped out these 56 episode titles, which meant that I was committed to podcasting for at least one year. Now, if you're listening to this and you haven't launched yet, I highly recommend that you do the same, even if you've launched already and you're running your podcast at the moment, and this isn't something that you've done, spend a couple hours this weekend just thinking ahead about what episodes you want to cover coming up. It's going to be so much easier because then I just simply look at my Trello board. I do date them. I'm a bit OTT. You don't need to date them, but I'll date them. And so I'll look at the dates coming up. I'll see what those episodes are, make a note of them in my episode planner. And that's where I start drafting the episode outline. It's just one less step for you to think about. I'm sure you already know, no matter where you are in your podcasting journey, you would have heard or you've already experienced all the different moving pieces when it comes to having a podcast. And it can be overwhelming, again, if you do not have the right processes in place. But also, if you can do certain things well ahead of time, do that. It will be so much easier for you. So I start drafting my episode outline. If it's a guest interview, I'll do some research on the guests, compile a set of questions, make sure I have all the information as part of onboarding. Um... And yes, so this episode planner that I refer to is literally a one-pager Google Doc PDF document that I print off for every episode and I just fill in some sections. So some of those sections are keyword is normally first, title, the working title, the intro, so that sort of hey there, welcome, et cetera, et cetera, the three key bullets of the episode and any sort of sub-bullets, if that's a word, sub-bullets, <laughs> any call to actions and any links mentioned. So it just makes it really, really, really easy when I'm recording to refer back to this episode planner. 
I did tell you that I was a little bit of an organization geek. So there you have it. Then we go on to step two, batch record. I am telling you, batch recording your episodes will be the best thing you ever do when it comes to your podcast. Now, I I understand, I appreciate, I acknowledge that batching is not for everyone, but please give it a go. A lot of my management clients batch their episodes for the month. So at the end of the month or at the start of the month, they will batch record their four episodes. That means that they can just upload it to our Google Drive. I will do my thing. And then they can just focus on marketing their show every week. That's it. Personally, I can't, depending on how long the episodes are, I'll record a minimum of two in one sitting. Three episodes in one sitting can feel a little bit like a lot. I have the attention span of a goldfish, but however many you can do in one sitting will be better than recording week after week after week, because I can promise you that week comes around so quickly. If you release on Thursdays, that Wednesday is going to come around so quickly and then you're going to be like, oh crap, I've not recorded anything. And then you go into this whole rush and no, we we don't want to work like that. We want to have a strategy. We want to make sure that our podcasts are working for our business. And so we need to plan. We need to have processes. So again, as I said, depending on the length of your episodes, you may only need to carve out three or four hours a month. That's like half a day, half a day a month. And as a side note, when it comes to the length of your episodes, the sweet spot is around 20 minutes. And so if you stick to that 20 hour, that 20 minutes per episode, we're looking at an hour and a half, two hours a month. That's it. That is totally manageable. A lot of people look at the top podcasters like Amy Porterfield or Jenna Kutcher, who might do longer episodes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, 75 minutes, 90 minutes, and think that they have to do the same. But I'm here to tell you that you don't. I want you to consider one thing and one thing only, and that is your audience. Depending on who your show is for, you want to think about, do they have time to listen to episodes that are 45 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes long? So if you are a nutrition coach, supporting moms in finding a healthy lifestyle and implementing that in the family, in the household, etc. Moms are busy. They don't really have 45, 60, 90 minutes to listen to your podcast episode. So just get to the goods. Like 15, 20 minute episode is fine. I think a lot of people feel like, oh, such and such is doing it. So I have to do it too. But that's really not the case. I like to say that a podcast should be as long as it needs to be based on the value that you're providing. You could provide value in five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 45 minutes, but also think about how much time your audience have. And I know some of you might be thinking, oh, they can come back and listen to it again. And they could, but what if they forget? Now you've lost them. And then when you're looking at your stats, you're going to see that your listening time is 45%. We don't want that. We want our listening time to be 75, 80%. So let's think about our audience. How much time have they got? And then you create episodes based on that. But just remember, it's about value. It's not about talking and talking and talking for the sake of filling a 45-minute slot. All right, I'll get off my high horse (laughs) about that point. 
Step three is editing. So ideally for you, this is a step that you'll outsource because editing takes a hell of a lot of time. In fact, it can take two to four times the length of an episode to edit and you just don't have that kind of time. So if you can outsource it, I will say that editing is the number one task that my clients hire me for. They just don't have the time to edit their show or they're just not interested in learning. That's not even an option. So they hire me to do it for them. If that's something that you'd like support with too, I'd love to have a chat. Head on over to my website, www.tobusytopodcast.co.uk slash contact to book your PodConnect call and we can discuss how me and my team can support you. But yeah, so when it comes to editing, go easy on yourself as well. Like you're not a professional editor, so you don't need to spend hours and hours editing. If you choose to DIY it, there are a number of tools out there that will show you how to edit enough so that it sounds good for your audience, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, professional editor standards. It's just making sure that it's a quality um, sound, that it's all at the same level so that your listeners have a very positive listening experience. And then step four for me, well, to be honest with you, I try. I have the best intentions, but mm. so this is about batch writing. I hate writing. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to keep it real here, guys. I hate writing. So when I talk about writing, I'm referring to your episode descriptions, your show notes that will go on your website as like blog style, social media captions, maybe even if you've got an email, so your email that goes out to your list. If you can, it's best to write those all in one sitting because you're in the flow. There's this thing where they say, um, it's just easier rather than chopping and changing tasks. It's just easier to do things that are the same in the same sitting. But as I said, this is something that I really struggle with. It's why I podcast. I can just sit in front of a mic and talk and not cross-examine every sentence that I write. But this might not be the case for you. In fact, I'm willing to bet that you're probably like my clients. Writing comes easy for you. I might just be, you know, on an island all on my <laughs> all on my lonesome. But if you can, batch write again, depending on the length of your episodes, This is where your outline will come in so handy. So you won't be starting from scratch. That's important for me to mention here. You will not be starting from scratch. Use your outline to create your episode descriptions. And then you can also transcribe your episode and use a transcript to create your blog posts, your social media captions. There's a lot of tools out there as well that will support you in doing this to save you a bit of time. But I would say maybe three to four hours again. Depends, depends on what sort of, how quickly you write, how easily it comes to you. But all in all, you could do four episodes a month within 10 hours a month. I think that is a very, very reasonable expectation. I'm sure you're hearing all sorts on the podcast airwaves that podcasting takes 10 hours a week. That is simply not the case. I don't know what these people are doing, (laughs) but it's simply not the case. If you can outsource your editing only and keep everything else in-house, that will take you 10 hours a month. So as you did with the batch recording, allocate half a day and just knock out your show notes, your emails, your social media captions, 
whatever it is that you need to write associated to your podcast. And then finally, step five is schedule and promote. This is the last bit, often the bit that we, not the schedule bit, but the promotion bit, because there's so many other pieces that came before we promote our show that we're just a little bit exhausted. But it's definitely the most important because if you don't talk about your show, if you don't get your show in front of new people, your audience is not going to grow and you're going to start to feel a little bit stuck. So don't skip this step. So once I've outlined and prepped the episode, I've recorded, I've done my editing, I've done all the written stuff, hopefully. Now it's time to get it out into the world. So I will upload the episode to my host. I'm currently using Libsyn, but you know, there's some great alternatives. If you haven't launched yet, there's Podbean, there's Buzzsprout, there's Captivate. There's loads of different hosting platforms out there. So have a look um, to see which one suits you best but I'll upload the episodes to the host with their corresponding description, schedule it for 6am on the appropriate date. And I think you're allowed to schedule out at least 30 days. So if you're super, super organized and you've recorded and edited all your episodes and you've written episode descriptions, there's nothing stopping you from having these batched schedules ready to go at the top of the month. Like, doesn't that sound like I could already feel the pressure easing off of my shoulders, just saying that sentence. Doesn't that just feel so easy? Podcasting does not need to be hard. Podcasting does not need to be overwhelming. You just need to find something that works for you. And then the final piece is marketing. So at the moment, I don't have an email list. So my focus is social media, specifically LinkedIn and Instagram. And then I cross post to the Facebook business page as well. So in an ideal world... (laughs) Remember, I am managing this podcast all on my own. So I'm with you. I'm I'm there with you. I, I know exactly the struggles you're going through. So in an ideal world, this would mean scheduling three posts per episode for the week. But again, in full transparency, this step might get skipped just because I hate writing and Canva is my kryptonite. Like I waste a lot of time in Canva creating graphics. The perfectionist in me goes a little crazy. So I will still post, but it might not be as organized as I would like. This is, this would be my dream scenario where, you know, on a Monday or on a Sunday night, everything is scheduled to go out for the week. So for you, if you have an email list, it might look like you schedule your new episode is live email. Maybe if you're on Pinterest, you have to create pins. If you're on TikTok, you'll have to record some short form videos. My process might look different for you and that is okay. I want you to just think about what works best for you. So there you have it, my five-step podcast workflow for managing this show, staying consistent and not losing my mind. (laughs) Step one, episode prep. Step two, batch record. And this is probably, I would say, the most important And the most helpful, step three, edit. Step four, batch write. And finally, step five, schedule and promote. Now, I'm not here to tell you that you have to do it this way, but if you think this approach will work for you, I encourage you to look at your calendar right now and identify some dates that would work best for you. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They have the best intentions, but they don't put those processes in place. 
if something is not in my calendar, it does not exist. So I have to put things in my calendar, like when I'm going to batch prepare, when I'm going to batch record, it needs to be in my calendar. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of my clients will do their batching at the end of the month for the following month. Does that work for you? If so, identify those time slots at the end of your month, book them in. Maybe you have a CEO day, maybe you work three weeks out of the month and then the fourth week is the time that you spend working on your business. Perfect. Pick a slot. Remember, you only need a half a day to batch record or maybe a couple hours depending on how long your episodes are. Find those time slots, book them, stick to them. And then before you know it, you'll find that you have a workflow that you can do with your eyes closed upside down on your head. It can be that easy. On another note, you might also want to consider using a project management tool. I use Trello. The layout works better for my brain, but there's also ClickUp. There's Asana, there's Airtable, there's Notion, there's plain old Google Sheets, whatever works best for you. But I found it really, really helpful to just have a central hub where everything related to my podcast lives. There's so many different moving parts. It's really, really important that I stay organized. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you found it helpful. Send me a message on Instagram at too busy to podcast and let me know if you'll be adopting a workflow into your podcast routine. Next week, I'm taking you behind the scenes of how I automate 85% of my guests onboarding process. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.